Thank you for joining me on the show today. This is The Now Talks, a collection of inspiring personal stories and leadership lessons from some of the world's most iconic leaders. It is the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. My name is Dr. Tina Alton, and I'm your host for today and the coming weeks. Okay, so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you have joined us from today. My name is Tina Alton. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the CEO and president here in Issues of Women. And today I have the wonderful, wonderful joy and opportunity to bring to you my friend, my sister, my confidant, my fun buddy in the human being called Shaylee Janaja. Shaylee is coming to us all the way from Texas in the United States of America. Shaylee, welcome and thank you for saying yes. Oh, Tina, what a pleasure to join you and what a pleasure to be part, to be witness to your and nations and women's journey to excellence and impact and really humbled that you would have me on this episode. Thank you. Well, it has been our journey because you've been part of the journey that, you know, I believe I've been on and you've been part of the support system that has really brought us this far. So thank you again for, for you know, saying yes. And thank you for being who you are in my life. So um, just to ke- kick us off, I would never do you justice if I have to introduce you because you're a woman, you are a multifaceted woman that I so, you know, admire. So just by way of introducing yourself, just share with us a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming or your journey into leadership as a woman? Um, I am a healthcare technology strategist by trade. And I am a change agent by mission and passion. What I do is I work with healthcare organizations globally to leverage technology, to leverage innovation, to create access to healthcare specifically for those who have barriers to access where it's most needed. I leverage technology and innovation to make the person the center of healthcare model rather than it being organizations or government rules or insurance driven, making consumer the heart of healthcare model. Um, my journey of leadership Tina, it was never a straight line. Um, It was never even a predetermined path. In fact, every time I thought, this is what I'm going to be, universe stopped me dead in my tracks and challenged me to reconsider who I want to become. I was so focused on what. When I was in my 20s, I'm a type A ambitious person. I had my 10-year plan. I shall climb the corporate ladder. I shall be the CIO. I shall make the six-figure income. And yes, I did all of that. I was the youngest executive. I was often the only woman at the board table. I was the only woman of color. I was the only woman in demographic that, you know, carried the diaper bag with her while climbing into corporate meetings. And I did that and I reached that that goal of what I want to become and realized it felt so unfulfilling, even though I had my six-figure salary, even though I had my big title. 
Because what I was missing on was how I am showing up in the position of leadership. So my journey of stepping into how really started, I would say, in my late 30s. And now as I'm getting closer to 50, I keep unfolding what that means to me. And it has shifted from the titles, the money, the position, to impact and outcomes. I facilitate for others. And more importantly, what growth do I facilitate for myself? So with that, I say, at heart, I'm a change agent. I have this gift of seeing things from what, not what they are, but what they can be. And I'm tenacious at seeing the possibility, but then turning it into a tangible reality. Wow, that's, that's, that's punchy right there. Now, what I want us to do, obviously, you know, our time is, is limited, but we want to make sure that we, we get as much uh, gold out of our time with you. One of the things you talked about, which I, you know, really caught my attention was keep on folding from, you know, the money, like the, the, the outside, if you will, the outside uh, forces, which of course they're all important, right? Because we've got, we've got family, we've got to feed our kids, all of those things. So they're all important, but you have to keep on folding from that into focusing on outcomes, what can be like impact, right? Impact. What is going to be my impact? What is going to be my legacy? What is going to be the outcome of this move? So help us in in a practical sense. If there is, because I'm sure there's many other women out there who are either in corporate or even running their own business and they kind of like going for it, you know, climbing up the ladder. But yet there is that peace inside because we all know there's always that peace inside that it's like, you know, your indicators like, hey, you know, girl, you're kind of like running, you're running on empty, you're running on empty. And yet they kind of, it's almost like I can't help myself. I know that inside there's that pride, there's that yearning, there's that is, but I can't help myself. So in a practical sense, how can... You know, how can a woman, when they have those inside indicators, how can they pause, pay attention to it? Obviously, pause and pay attention, I know, comes with fear. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, you know, what am I going to So how can they pause, pay attention to it and, and really make the next move from there? I think what you said, Tina, to incorporate pause and incorporate the discipline of actually listening to your instinct. Our instinct is a voice of our truth. You can call it voice of your truth. You can call it voice of your higher self. You can call it voice of God. It is never, ever wrong. When, you know, 15 years ago, I made the the C-suite position and I felt empty. That was my instinct, my voice saying, really, that's what you want to be. And it was so disturbing because what do you mean? I have the six figure, I have the title, everything externally made sense, but internally it was a mess. So having the discipline, whatever your practices to have that pause in your day, whether that's your walk, that's your meditation, that's your exercise, whatever it is to listen to that. Second, develop that muscle of actually tuning into that. Just because you listen, I was a more head-centered person than now where I am in my journey to be a heart-centered person. My logic always overtook my instinct. And while that's not a bad 
everything. That was great for my survival, but it was time for me to step into the next phase, which is to be attuned with my heart. So I listened to my instinct. I walked out of corporate. You have to have a plan. When I walked out of corporate and started my own consulting, I had to give myself grace that before I jump in, what is going to be my plan? I'm going to do. Then the second part, who am I going to lean on and lean across the table? Do not try to be a superwoman. You don't have to do it all. It's okay to ask for help, be it mentors. I challenge you to not only find mentors and people whom you align with, but perhaps even find mentors and people who you disagree with, because that is what's going to challenge the expansion of your perspective. When you align, when you give yourself the permission to learn and become open to something that you inherently resist. And that was my difficult thing. So have mentor, be a constant student, challenge yourself to learn the diverse perspectives and have a plan have a fallback plan because you will face setbacks. And that's okay because every setback is a chat is an opportunity for growth. So how are you going to do that? Those were my foundational pillars as I made that transition and really incorporated that decision on being head-centered to a more balance of heart and head-centered. It's really not one or the other. It's a dance of both. Wow, this is so good. You know, so I, I, if we come back to the piece about um, having a plan to, you know, to fall back on, what about from the perspective of those that, you know, have a plan, but yet it's so unrealistic? It's, it's so okay. unrealistic. So how do you, like, I want our listeners and readers to really understand having a plan is not like I write this down. You have to be realistic in that plan so are there like specific components that in your experience as a leader you feel okay this is how you put your plan to the test when i switched off from corporate into starting my independent consulting of course the ambitious part of me the head part of me you know was like all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna establish my brand i'm gonna have a company this is my path to making the seven figure income that's great. Then the realistic part sets it. How long will it take? Six months, I want to hit this X goal. Nine months, I want to hit this X goal. 12 months, this is my milestone. My plan B, while I want to go for seven-figure income, these kind of strategic projects charge $450 an hour. Let's be realistic. I also have to pay my bills, put my two kids through college. So Having the humility to say that while I do that, I'm going to take a 20 hours, 50% of my time on this basic program management project at $50 an hour just to pay my bills. I'm going to allow myself the grace for the first 12 months to have that backup so my expenses are covered. Then as I incrementally build my consulting portfolio, I can back out of this job so I always have a fallback position on that. So the key to that is making a plan, making a strategy is the easiest thing. It's a beautiful PowerPoint on a piece of paper. The test is where rubber meets the road. 
How practical is it? What fallback things? What are your risk mitigation strategies? How are you going to catch yourself when you fall? Because you will fall. What is your support system? Emotional, financial, tactical, you know, in your trade. You've got to have all those things in place before you put yourself out there and hold to the discipline that it's not about growth. It's about sustainable growth. Explosive growth comes in bursts, but then it also leads to that many lows. Maybe that's your path. Maybe that's what you can afford. For me, I wanted steady and sustainable growth that got me to where I am. Wow, this is so good. I love that. You know, I've, I've got here, there has to be risk mitigating factors in right and how will you how will you how will you like get back up because of course life always is full of ups and downs i was speaking to one of our one of our other guests and she talked about how for her like failure does not exist you know failure is her opportunity to learn okay how can i how can i reorganize this how can i pivot how can i move to the next and i think that's you've brought and driven that back home to us is have a plan in your plan you need to have how are you going to get back up right it's like you know if i have a sat nav or if my phone battery dies how am i gonna so you have a power a power bank um i i also want us to think back to the mentor you talked you talked about not you know just somebody who you align with but those that you know perhaps you disagree with but i think if you just look at your life as a leader how has mentorship what 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 uh to what to what level or how significant has having a mentor been in your life as a leader? Oh, it has been foundational. And it still continues to be foundational to my growth as a person, as a mom, as a woman, and as a professional thing. And mentor is not one person. I have a tribe of mentors, a tribe of mentors that help me through various aspects of my life, right down to my mother who helps me kind of be a woman or sometimes even drives me up the wall because we disagree as much as we agree on things, to professionally. You know, I have mentors in healthcare space. I have mentors from completely unrelated space in media industry. It's not just about it. The fundamental principles of how you step into your power, how you know your worth, how do you continually grow your business acumen, how do you continually re-examine, grow, realign your personal values? Because it's not a static thing. So consider having a tribe of mentors in your professional realm, in your personal realm, if you're spiritual, in your spiritual realm. And like I said, challenge yourself not to just go with people you feel comfortable with, you feel aligned with. Challenge yourself by by going with somebody who truly rubs you the wrong way, you know, in terms of values. Of course, I'm not saying go with somebody who's just personally wrong for you. But, you know, I had a mentor. He was an elderly gentleman in healthcare space. And boy, he could just crawl under my skin. I'm going to call him Dr. T, just for confidentiality. And for years, I butted heads with him. And he was like my nemesis, you know, on that. But he pushed me, constantly pushed me out of my comfort zone, constantly pushed me to re-examine my values and stand up for my values 
and shift from opposing him to standing up for what I was. And I think looking back, he's probably one of my biggest teachers, the most painful one, but the biggest teachers of my life. Wow, wow, wow. And for those of you reading and listening, Dr. T ain't me, okay? I'm always well behaved. <laughs> just because I'm always well behaved. I've identified as a man before. I've always, <laughs> I've always been seen that and I do intend to stay that way. But I mean, this is so this is so incredible, you know, in terms of how you've really explained it to us in in the mentorship, like the 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 other, you know, the the robbing side and how I've got here that even when when somebody becomes like a challenge, right? You can, depending on the perspective with which you look at it, it could become like the cornerstone that that pushes you out of your comfort zone and into the growth zone. Because we all know you don't grow if you don't step out of your comfort zone. It's just as simple as that. So now, oh my gosh, we, our time is running out, but I have a question I've been wanting to ask you, my dear friend, is that if you think about your life, um, you know, and all the all the aspects of your life as a mom, as a woman, as a leader, um, as, as a woman of impact and everything else that, you know, compacts into into all of that. As you think about your life, what 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 is the if there was one thing that I could learn from your life, what would that be? I am I've been waiting to ask you this question. Oh what my God. Um <laughs> I don't know what you can learn from me, but I'll tell you what has been the cornerstone of my journey in my life is to honor my worth. Honor my worth. Ladies, know your worth. Ladies, it's okay to ask for money. It's okay to charge for your the value you bring to the table. Whether it's in corporate world, I would challenge you, even in mission-based world, even in nonprofit world, know your worth, stand up for your worth. If you don't stand up for your worth, if you don't ask what you intrinsically believe you deserve, nobody's going to come give you that. And that has been, it still is a journey for me. It has still been because at heart, I grew up being a good girl, a humble girl. You know, I believe in the grace of God. And I believe in receiving the grace and none of that is wrong, but it can be, it's not, or it's, and I believe in grace and I believe in my word and I am ready to stand up in my power and I'm ready to ask for, I deserve, even though six out of 10 people might not give me what I deserve, but I guarantee you four will honor what you do. And there might be one that says, oh, wait, just because you know your word, I'm going to honor it and surpass it for you. Wow, that is amazing. I love that. And for, for our readers, I have been a CFO in my life before, and I love asking for money. I love money, but not in the way that, you know, it's, oh, you love money. You're a bad person. And I love really how you talked about, you know, I think even when we think about, um, like, from a spiritual perspective, there's this ideology that, you know, when you're humble, it means that, oh, I'm, you know, this, this, this. No, we're not, we're not called to be poor or struggling or anything of that sort. And so I like, I really love how you put it. Yes, you know, I walk in grace, but it is the grace. It is the grace that 
you know, creates the honor that is in my life and that is on my life. So I really, really love that. Well, listeners, readers, wherever you've come across this, this has been phenomenal. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Shady. I think we're going to have to have you come back again and, you know, kind of like help us to understand technology and women. Because sometimes I think, where well, a lot of the times when we think about technology, I find a lot of women shy away from that. Perhaps it could be a mindset, but I know you, like if there's one person that it comes to technology, innovation, I know you're my, um, my, my son calls you, you're my day one. Shaylee <laughs> is my day one when it comes to like, you know, really breakthrough, innovative ideas, innovative strategies, or leveraging technology. You just excel at that. And that's one of the, you know, many things I admire about you. So I think we're going to have to have you back again to kind of like help. Well, it would be my pleasure, you. Tina. Absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. Thank you. Any any final words you want to leave us with or we're good? Um, you know, I would say each one of us have our gifts. It's up to you to honor them, to raise them, to stand up for them. Be your own biggest proponent and you will find that you create that vibration, that you create that worth among others when you stand up for your words. So it can be done. If I could do it, anybody can do it. And always be open for learnings. Wow, this has been so good. So if you're listening, you know, Shaylee's talked to us about um, leadership, um, not being a predetermined um, destination or path and that as you are evolving, as you're finding who you are, as you're constantly learning and being a student of, of, of wanting to learn, that is how you develop as a leader. She shared with us about having you know, having a plan, but when you have a plan, there are components that you need to have within your plan. Life can be life can be full of you know titles and you know all of those things, but also the moment you begin to find like that inside piece of you begins to nurture you that hey, there's a little gap here, there's a little gap here, there's you know this is empty. That is your that is your instinct. That's your inner you talking to you that it is time for you to pause. It is time for you to really just sit and be in tune with that pause that is being brought you know upon you by I would even say like your inner being right your inner being brings you to that place of pause and you have to be disciplined in listening to that voice of truth tune into the heart and not the logic of what you may be looking at have a plan um, and that plan must include those people that you will lean on as well as those people that you will lean across the table, right? So ladies, when you get to the room, there's another lady across the table. It is your opportunity to lean across to the other woman, not to pull out your nails. I think we, you know, we're way past that. Um, as, a men- as, as a leader, as a woman, you must think about having mentors. Mentorship is, is foundational for your growth. Mentorship is foundational for who you are called to be and even the impacts that you can have. 
um, have mentors in different areas of your life, both your professional, your personal, your spiritual, all areas in your life that you know has room for growth, you want to consider having a mentor. And I have to add this as well in terms of the plan. The plan must always incorporate how long will this take? I think that is what built in, you know, the realistic aspect of your plan. And always also think about, you know, if you're tempted to kind of like just jump out of corporate, there's all these stuff on, you know, social media or, you know, buy this course, buying a course and learning a course is not going to pay your bills. So if you, if you want to build your business and that is great because there's so much freedom in that, but you have to all, you know, have the humility. If you have to take a job, take it like Shady said, even if it's 20 hours, that way you're not stressed, you, you know, your bills covered and you are able to set from a place of fullness, right? Because you're not serving from a place of, oh man, I'm desperate. I need to, I need to, you know, do this. Um, and then even, even when it comes to um, you just becoming a well-rounded and impactful leader, the first step is to know what you're worth and honor that worth. You, uh, you we all have gifts inside of us and you have to be the number one person that recognizes what is the gift that is in me? And I must be the first to honor that gift that is in my life. So ladies, you've heard it from Shaylee that you have to be your own number one in recognizing your worth and you have to honor yourself first. As you honor yourself, other people will honor you as well. So Shaylee, thank you for this time that you've given to us. We're so grateful. It is my pleasure, Tina. Thank you so much for having me and to the readers have a blessed journey. Thank you. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to Dr. Tina Alton with the Now Talks, the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. All that remains is for me to say, have a fantastic week. Stay safe and reach out if you need any help now at nationsofwomen.com. Until next time, enjoy the pursuit of your potential. And remember, now is your time.